Girlfriends, episode number 232, How to Plan an Epic Family Vacation. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance and joy in family living. This week we are talking about making plans for an epic summer vacation. Have you gone on a trip yet this summer? Let's do this together. Hey girlfriends, how are you? Feels like it's been a long time since I chatted with you because I recently came back from my own summer vacation and I pre-recorded stuff before I left. So it's been a little while since I sat down here with my microphone to talk with you all, but I hope you've been enjoying a good summer. I hope you've actually had an epic summer vacation already, but I thought I would record this episode for those of you who might have made plans that needed to get changed at the last minute because of COVID. Maybe you had things canceled. I was just talking to a friend the other day who said his family's trip was canceled because uh, it turned out they weren't allowed to enter the state where they were planning to go for their summer vacation. So their rental and wherever they were planning to stay was just completely canceled. And I hadn't previously thought of that because we're not experiencing that here in the Northeast. We're able to travel from state to state without uh, many issues. But our summer trip this year, I think I shared with you before I left, we were going to be in Cape Cod as a family, all of the family was able to be there. So that was really a wonderful win for me. My mama heart was full having all of my kids in one place. Uh, my two kids who were married, their spouses were able to be with us too. So that was really nice. And honestly, that kind of vacation, I'm so glad we planned that for this year because it's the only kind that I could imagine us doing where we were renting a house, we were staying together in a house. We got there the first day and just went through with uh, sanitizing wipes and Lysol. And even though the place had been cleaned, uh, I was confident <laughs> it looked professionally cleaned. Um, and then we just were in and out of that house and going to the beach, but not many other places during the week. So really, as far as vacations go, that was the one to plan for a time of COVID-19. But how have you been doing? Have you made summer plans? Have you made trips plans with your family? Um, have you had plans changed because perhaps a resort is closed, perhaps hotels aren't accepting your reservations, or you're not able to travel as you wanted to, or you're not going to fly or what's going on with you and your plans. I kind of wanted this to be a positive episode to talk about some ideas for summer vacation plans. But more than that, looking at how we can go about making a family vacation plan that's going to make everybody happy, especially during this time when many of us are kind of adapting our plans. But I want to encourage you that if you haven't yet taken a trip this summer, if you usually do, if your usual plans have gotten canceled, well, consider making an amended plan. Consider doing something perhaps smaller, maybe a little bit different from what you usually do. But I really value the idea of family vacations and we've pushed through and done them even when our big kids weren't all able to be with us, just magically worked this year that everybody was able to be with us. But even when our kids were, you know, high school or college age and they were working, um, we've taken trips in the past where our big kids stayed home because of work schedules, because they just couldn't afford the time off. Um, and, you know, as your family grows and changes, that's hard to deal with at first, that kind of change where we used to all just pack up the big van and hit the road. Now, you know, I was dealing with in recent years, kids who had different kinds of priorities, and they weren't always able to take a week off together for a family road trip of any kind. 
So we've already begun to make adjustments. So I want to encourage you that if you've had to make adjustments, whether it's because your family is growing and changing, whether it's because of work schedules or because of COVID-19, that you can still push ahead and do that because the years where we did that, I was really grateful that we did, not making the perfect the enemy of the good in that way. Like if we can't all go, we won't do it. If it can't be exactly as we planned, we won't do it. So that's actually the first tip that I want to share with you for planning an epic summer vacation or a trip of any kind is to get your mindset right. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, years ago, Mary Ellen Barrett, who is a blogger and a writer that I've known online for many years, she lives in Long, Long Island, and uh, I consider her a friend and a homeschooling mentor in many ways. She wrote a, an article for Faith and Family Magazine back when I was editor of that magazine. And in it, she talked about family vacation plans, and she made the distinction, and I love this because it stayed with me through the years. She made the distinction between a family vacation and a family trip. And she really found that that was key to adjusting her attitude about these things. Because if you think, okay, this is my family vacation, then you have that vacation idea in your mind. And as a mom, we all know, oftentimes vacations are a lot of work and they're very stressful. (laughs) There's a lot to do. Whereas if you just switch your mindset and say, okay, this is a fun family trip, well, then maybe you're not expecting somebody to bring you fancy drinks while you're lounging on the beach under an umbrella. And you can accept that this is going to be a little bit of effort. This is going to take work. Not everything's going to be ideal. And um, I remember Mary Ellen in her article way back then was saying that on a family trip, moms are expected to do pretty much everything they do at home, but under different and more challenging circumstances. And that has really stuck with me through the years in different trips, because that's so true, isn't it? Whether you're like working out of your car or making your way through an airport with little kids or... Um, you know, living out of a hotel room or whatever, or camping or whatever you're doing, you're really expected to do all the same things, make everybody happy, keep everybody entertained, keep everybody clean and fed in more challenging circumstances, whatever those might be. So keeping that in mind, maybe you want to switch your mindset to family vacation. Um, Yeah, that's nice. A vacation might be something that you plan to go on uh, with just you and your spouse sometime. But a family trip is a different kind of thing. And it's going to feel different. And it's not all going to be about relaxation and good times. And some of it actually is going to be some work, some work that's very much worthwhile effort that definitely pays off in many ways as your family is spending time together. But just kind of getting your mindset right, I think can go a long way. Because if you're expecting it to feel like a vacation every minute, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be discouraged. You're going to feel let down when it ends up being difficult in certain situations. So um, that said, the other way that you can kind of get your mindset right, and this really is something that I've failed at (laughs) many times over the years inside of family vacations, is kind of getting your mindset in um, right. And with regard to, there are going to be things that go wrong and there are going to be things that you're disappointed with or, um, aren't going to work out the way that you planned. And that is okay. It is part of the experience, part of what you're doing together as a family is experiencing new things. And yes, many of them are going to be fun, enjoyable things that you planned, but maybe some things you didn't plan for or didn't anticipate are going to happen. Maybe you're going to be disappointed by some things. Maybe you're going to be disappointed by some of the people that you're traveling with because tensions are high and especially on a road trip or traveling through airports, very stressful. 
And, you know, maybe some people are going to rub up against each other's rough edges in ways that are very negative. So get your mindset right. First of all, that not everything's going to be perfect. That's okay. That's, that's part of it. That is part of the experience. And having one negative experience, whether it's you get in an argument with your spouse or your kids are bickering or you have a moment where you blow up at the kids and you regret it or, you know, you know, your reservation isn't there when you go to pick up your, your rental car or whatever it is. That one negative does not define your family vacation experience, does not define your trip, does not define what you are doing together this entire experience. It can be hard sometimes when we put so much effort into these kinds of things, whether it's planning a week-long vacation or even just a road trip with one overnight or a camping trip over a weekend. When we put a lot of time and effort into planning them and we kind of envision them going so well and things being so perfect, when one thing doesn't go the way you anticipate or you're disappointed by something or you have a negative experience, it can be tempting to just throw the whole thing away and to, to let that one negative thing color the entire experience. But so important to not do that. You're going to have your moments where maybe there's a family argument, maybe something doesn't go exactly as you planned it. And that's it's okay. You're going to pick up and move on from that. And that is part of the experience. That is part of what you are doing is spending this time together as a family, navigating these new things together as a family, having new experiences for good, for bad, and for ugly together as a family. That's valuable, even when it's negative sometimes. That's valuable time that you're spending together and things you are learning about yourself and each other. So yes, not all the experiences are going to be perfect. Not all of them are going to be negative either. So getting your mindset right, I think is really important. And one thing I like to reflect on when I'm thinking about getting my mindset right with regard to vacations is how little kids are so positive, right? You tell them like, you know, we're, we're going to go on this camping trip. We're going to, you know, go on a boat. We're going to, whatever it is you're planning. And they're like, best thing ever, best thing ever. I, I vividly remember Many years ago, when we planned a road trip in the summertime, we drove down to Virginia and spent a week at a resort down there. We were packing the family van and you know how stressful that can be. Leaving early in the morning, I had all the snacks, I had the cooler, I had, you know, everybody's bags, the sunscreen, all the stuff you don't want to forget, all the stuff you are forgetting, <laughs> all of that going on really early in the morning. We packed all the kids. The kids were all still pretty little. This was many years ago and strapped little Juliet, who was probably like, four or five into her car seat. And um, I had chocolate chip muffins that I had baked the night before that I had planned like keeping these out in the van. Those are going to be our breakfast. So we were hitting the road early, handed those out. And Juliet was just so thrilled to be given this chocolate chip muffin as we were leaving the driveway. I remember her. It was so cute. She was just like, this is the best vacation ever. <laughs> like she just announced that to the entire van. And what a great example that is to all of us, right? Whatever's going on, just have that mindset. This is going to be the best vacation ever. Maybe you're going to get a chocolate chip muffin. And maybe you're going to get something better than that. But enjoying what you're doing in the moment and having that kind of positive mindset, I think is huge. So before you ever even step outside your front door to go on your, your family vacation of any kind, whether it's this summer or this fall or this winter time, have that kind of mindset in mind. Be Julia with her chocolate chip muffin. Best vacation ever. All right. Uh, the second thing I want to mention is, especially with regard to keeping the right mindset, is to make reasonable plans. 
Now, this is something that every family is going to be different about this because some families and some moms and some dads are hyper planners and you're going to want to maybe rein that in a little bit, especially if you're going on a trip with little kids. There's stuff that you're not going to be able to anticipate. There's the opportunity for people to become overwhelmed if there's too much activity or if there's too much stress or uh, demand on people's time, especially when you're taking a trip together. So, you know, you got to figure out what the right fit is for your family. But I would really urge you, I'd really encourage you to err on the side of making plans that are not too restrictive or not too detailed. Uh, for sure, having a plan is important. So having no plans going into your week away, probably not the best because it's nice to have some structure and it's nice to have certain things that you're you're looking forward to. I, I know that sometimes when we've been less structured on our family trips, it comes to the end and we're like, oh, we didn't do that thing. And, you know, if you if you go on your trip thinking, oh, we're going to do all these things, but you don't have days set aside for them, you may not do them all. You may not get to the stuff that is important to you. So making some plans, but not too restrictive. One helpful way to do this, and we actually did this on our recent trip to the Cape, is to have just one thing each day. One extra thing. Maybe you're going on vacation at the beach. And so, yeah, you're probably going to be going to the beach each day. Um, something that's kind of a no brainer like that when you're staying at the beach. But um, there might be one other activity that you might want to add to each of the days. With us, it was things like on this day, we're going to play tennis. On this day, we're going to take this hike. We went to, um, I think it's called Great Island, which is part of the National Seashore beautiful hike. Um, but that was an extra thing. And it took a little bit of planning and um, a drive to get there and having the time set aside for it in order for that to happen. Uh, maybe you're going to rent a boat. We rented a boat on one day. We had a plan put in place for that. There was another time we were planning to go to North Beach and we needed to get a water taxi out there. So had to make those plans ahead of time as well. But just being that loose with regard to your plans, like having that one extra thing, I think is kind of a helpful guideline. Um, if you're going to be away multiple days, maybe it's like a three day camping trip and there are certain activities you want to be sure to do uh, during this trip. Well, then decide which you're going to do on which days and be reasonable about it, though. Don't pack every minute because part of the fun of having a trip together as a family is the opportunity to explore new things, to be spontaneous together, to enjoy new experiences together. And you can't always know what all of those are going to be ahead of time. So making plans, but being reasonable about your plans. But all of that needs to take into consideration what your family's personality is. There are some families that are going to really thrive in an, envi in an environment that is much more structured and is much more scheduled day to day. But then there are some that are not going to enjoy that at all. So, you know, knowing your family's personalities, knowing your spouse's temperament and your own and what kinds of things your kids enjoy. just want to encourage you to make a plan, but make sure it's not too restrictive. You're not too set in what you're going to be doing every minute of every day. Okay, the next item I want to mention is an important one for moms, especially this is share the load. So we started out talking about family trips versus family vacations and how a family trip is different because you're still expected to do a lot of things. Well, I want to encourage you to think about ways that you can kind of share that load, share that burden of the kinds of things we moms are expected to do on vacations. 
yeah, I mean, some of it's really going to require you planning ahead for meals and for laundry and for um, nap times if you've got little people and that sort of thing. But sharing that load, I think, can really increase your own enjoyment of your time away as a family, can make you feel less like a martyr mom, perhaps, when everybody's enjoying themselves and you're slaving away in the kitchen or, you know, dealing with dirty laundry or, you know, handling the cranky toddler or whatever it is. Um, look for ways that you can share the load. So one way that we did it on this recent trip, and we were only able to do this because all of our kids are big now, um, was we assigned different people the responsibility for making dinner each night. So before we even left, I was pre-ordering a grocery delivery to the place where we were going to be staying. And I asked people, um, you know, if you're going to make one meal, decide what it is. Let me know what ingredients you need and I'll make sure it's there. And that really worked great, actually. And it was a ton of fun because people really enjoyed having the opportunity to make dinner. Do you ever think about this as a mom when we're kind of slaving away in the kitchen that sharing that load could actually be enjoyable for some of our other family members. And especially on a family vacation, there's an opportunity for someone else to kind of take over the kitchen for a night and, uh, you know, explore a new recipe, share something with the family. It was a ton of fun doing that. And it had the side benefit of the fact that I wasn't the only person who was working in the kitchen all week. And so much fun to experience other people's cooking, talk about the different recipes, make plans ahead for them. Um, you know, maybe make a plan for somebody to make breakfast on a certain day. And so that's the fun part, right? Meal planning can be fun in that way and kind of creative for people. But so I wasn't super structured about it, but I had a little bit of a plan in place ahead of time for people to share that load of making dinner. If I hadn't done that, I would have been making dinner every night and I actually enjoy cooking, but it would not have felt as fun in the way that this felt fun. So I really want to encourage you to think about ways you can do that. Now, you might have just a bunch of little kids or one or two little kids and they are not able to take over making dinner, but they can definitely help out with chores. Even when you're away on a family trip, there are going to be chores. There are going to be things that need to be done. There's cleanup at a campsite. There is packing up the bags from a hotel um, or at an Airbnb or wherever you're staying. There's stuff that needs to be done. Loading the dishwasher at the place where you're staying, just something as simple as that. Um, make sure you're making a plan to share the load because you probably have a plan in place for those things and your child's chores and participation and kind of sharing the load with your husband for while you're at home. Well, you know what? Everybody's time away is going to be more enjoyable and peaceful if it's balanced in that way. So look for a way with whatever size family you have or whatever age and stage of family life you are in right now, look for a way that's reasonable to kind of plan ahead and do that. Um, one thing that might be reasonable, and I thought of this on our trip, was a lot of times we were eating dinner together in the evening when we were at our house while we were away. But we were also spending the day out. And so there was usually lunches to be packed because we were planning to be at a beach or, or somewhere else during the day. That's a much simpler task, you know, making sandwiches and packing lunch. There might be something along those lines that a younger child is able to take on. Look for ways that you can share the load. Do not be a martyr mom, because I promise you the outcome of that is always negative for everybody. But even more importantly for you, it's not fun for you. Look for ways that you can kind of ease that burden on yourself rather than 
taking it all on and possibly building up resentment throughout your time away. So really recommend sharing the load. There's lots of fun ways that you can explore doing that. All right. Last thing I want to mention for a way to plan an epic summer vacation is to consider splitting up your group sometimes. Yeah, the whole point is for your family to get away together. But especially if you have a large family, you can have a lot of fun on a family trip if you split up like boys and girls for part of one afternoon or if, you know, big kids and little kids do separate things. Because if everybody has to do everything together, well, there are going to be some people who aren't fully enjoying what's going on at any given moment, right? Like the the big kids might want to go to a water park that wouldn't be as fun for the little kids or the little kids might want to um, go and do something that's for smaller children that is more for their age level that older kids would kind of be dragged along doing. Maybe grownups want to visit a museum or, you know, any of these things. Um, there's just a lot of fun in even just the group dynamics, the family dynamics. And you know this, if you have more than one child, you already know this, that when you spend time with different members of the family in different mixes and different groups, the whole dynamic changes. And um, we did this just a little bit on this recent trip where on the last day we split up guys and girls and the girls did a little bit of shopping while the guys were back at the house playing volleyball. And I was actually surprised because I hadn't made more of an effort to split up into groups during the week. We were mostly doing everything together, but that I realized, you know, while I was with the girls, we were, we were having conversations that I was like, Oh, you know, we haven't actually had a chance to talk like this. And you know, funny to think while you're away for a whole week together that you hadn't had a chance to talk with the people that you're with, but it's different when you, you split up groups, there's a different dynamic there and different opportunities for connections and conversations. So during your time away, whether however long or short it is, look for ways maybe that you can do that and make opportunities for different kinds of connections between different members of your group that is away together. All right, so those are just my four thoughts about how to plan an epic summer family vacation. But you probably have some ideas. So my four are first, get your mindset right. Number two, make some plans, but make sure they're reasonable. Number three, share the load. And number four, split up your group sometimes. It's always kind of fun to mix it up in that way. But you might have some ideas, or maybe you want to share with me something that really worked for your family trip, your family vacation this year. You can always email me, danielle at daniellebean.com, or send me a voicemail at that email address, or connect with me on social media. I am Danielle Bean on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know how your summer has been going. Are you having an old-fashioned 70s kind of summer? Um, Or are you making efforts to make a trip? Um, One last thing that I want to mention that I thought was really creative that a listener recently shared with me was that their plans to go away um, to a a Disney vacation were changed, of course, because of COVID this summertime. And um, instead, they took the money that they would have spent on that and planned a staycation, but to make sure they actually did it. Because we all know we hear staycation and we're like rolling our eyes, right? Like, oh, well, you're just going to be hanging around at your house for a week. But to make sure they actually did it, they took that money and they spent it on things for that week, whether it was 
renting canoes or kayaks or um, going away for one overnight um, at a cabin or, you know, whatever it is. I don't know what their specific plans were, but they took that budget and made sure that they spent it over the course of a week of their staycation. So they weren't going away to Disney like they originally had planned, but they put some effort and put some money behind actually making um, a staycation, something different, a time that was set apart for them as a family. So I love hearing about creative ideas like that, ways that people are kind of going with the flow in this time when so many of us are having to change our plans and adapt what we are doing. Um, it's it's great to be flexible about it. And it's nice to hear from other people who are trying creative things and still being focused on enjoying some time together, set apart as a family during summer vacation. So we've got a few weeks left. I want to encourage you, if you don't already have a plan, if you haven't already made a plan for a summer trip for your family in some way, whether it's just a day trip even, I want to encourage you to make those plans. And then I want to hear from you. I want to know how it goes. So send me that email, danielle at daniellebean.com. Coming up, I'm going to share with you a little bit about some goings on on our Facebook group. But first, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. The saints of the Old Testament would have longed to see what we see in the New Covenant, especially God's presence in the Holy Eucharist. Hi, I'm Dr. Andrew Swafford, theologian and co-author of Ascension's newest Great Adventure Bible study, Hebrews, The New and Eternal Covenant. In this eight-session study on the book of Hebrews, Jeff Cavins and I highlight the movement from the Old Covenant to the New and show how Jesus Christ fulfills the deepest meaning of the temple and Old Testament priesthood. Through this study, you'll gain a deeper appreciation for the power of the Mass, as well as a better understanding of core Catholic beliefs regarding salvation, the sacraments, the creed, and Mary's role in salvation history. To learn more and discover how you can start this study on your own or with a group, visit ascensionpress.com backslash Hebrews. That's ascensionpress.com backslash Hebrews. Welcome back. Now, I told you I wanted to share some news from our Facebook group. Those of you who are not familiar with it, we do have a Facebook group that is exclusive for listeners of the Girlfriends podcast. You can find it at facebook.com slash groups slash girlfriends podcast. That link is always shared in the show notes at ascensionpress.com if you can't remember it all or you can't click over right now. Um, So we have that group and you do have to request to join. It's a private Facebook group and it's only for people who listen to the Girlfriends podcast. I ask a couple of questions to people before they join the group to make sure that they have listened to at least one episode of Girlfriends. Um, And so far, so good. That's been keeping it um, a small enough group so that people are able to connect there, but also private so that if you belong to this group on Facebook, you're you know, your aunt May or whoever, your neighbor down the street or your your kid's teacher on Facebook isn't going to see what you're posting there unless they are also a member of the Girlfriends Podcast Facebook group. So it's that it's that level of privacy. And and I like that because it's an opportunity for you to connect with other people who listen to the podcast and have access to one another, ask questions, maybe um, ask about some some things that you might be struggling with, or share some ideas, or even just share some of the joy of your everyday Catholic living and in a supportive environment. So I love the group for that reason. And um, just last week, 
I experimented a little bit with having a Zoom call with members. You know, it was open to all members of the Facebook group. We got between during the the hour that we were uh, live on Zoom together, we had between 15 and 20 women who participated. And it was so much fun. I got to tell you how fun it is for me, because, you know, here I am recording this podcast, me alone in a room with a microphone. And yet, I know you guys are real and I know you're out there and I love hearing from you. You know, I'm always thanking you for your feedback and the various ways that I hear from you. Um, But I love for it to be more interactive. I love being able to hear your voices, see your faces, answer your questions and just connect with you in a real way. Just having a fun conversation inside of that hour that we were together on a Zoom call, we talked about... Um, different resources that we're enjoying, some different Bible studies and books and podcasts that we like. We talked about how to choose what parish you're going to attend. Um, We talked about some of the different challenges um, with regard to COVID-19 and quarantine. And we talked about running women's ministries. We covered a lot. And I didn't really have an agenda for because I didn't even know how many people were going to show up for the Zoom call. So it was a ton of fun. And I just wanted to share that with you to encourage you to become a member of the Facebook group if you're at all interested, because I would love to have you be able to be a part of future events like that. So I don't know how often I'm going to do it, but I'm for sure am going to set up another Zoom call sometime in the not too far future because I really enjoyed that experience. And it was a wonderful opportunity for you all to be able to kind of see each other, ask each other questions and uh, share feedback and resources, support and encouragement with one another. So I love that technology allows us to do this. So if you're interested, again, that that URL is facebook.com slash groups slash girlfriends podcast. If you can't remember all of that, it is always in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. If you can't even remember to go to ascensionpress.com, that's okay. Right now, take your phone text the word girlfriends to 33777. That's the word girlfriends to 33777. And you will get signed up for an email list that will deliver the show notes for every episode of the Girlfriends podcast right to your inbox. So you won't ever miss an episode. We will always be connected in all the links that I share each week here, whether I'm talking to an author and you want to share the link to her book or, um, you know, different resources, different events that we have going on. When I get back to speaking in real life events, please, God, may that happen someday soon. I've got a ton of stuff on my schedule for this fall, and I do hope it's going to happen, at least some of it. Um, Links for registrations for those events and for more information about having me come out and do a retreat in your community. All of that will be available right in your inbox. So text the word girlfriends to 33777. And I look forward to connecting with you on the Facebook group. And speaking of resources, before we have to go, I just want to mention three different resources that I have available for you. We've got some new listeners here at Girlfriends, and I want to be sure that you are aware of some books that I have published that are available for you, along with some special discounts just for Girlfriends listeners. So first and foremost, The Manual for Marriage, which is a book that that's my most recent book that was published, a book that I wrote together with my husband, Dan. It's a beautiful resource for every couple. So these manuals that are available from tanbooks.com are really very prayerful books. They have a leather-like cover. They have golden accents. They have high-quality paper. 
it's really a wonderful resource for your prayer life, for your marriage in this case, with the theme being focused on marriage. So in the first part of the book, it's an essay written in part by Dan and in part by me, back and forth between our two voices on different topics related to marriage and family life, along with some practical tips on each of those themes. And then the second part is a compilation of resources, a collection of prayers and scripture passages, wisdom from the saints, teachings of the church, um, quotations from popes on the topic of marriage. So really a wonderful resource in that way, a wonderful thing for you just to leaf through and be inspired to pray with your spouse, to pray for your marriage. This book makes a great gift for young couples who are newly engaged, planning to be married, or for older couples like us who are celebrating anniversaries. So that's the Manual for Marriage written by my husband, Dan, and me available from tanbooks.com. Then I have my book, Giving Thanks and Letting Go, Reflections on the Gift of Motherhood, which is available from Ave Maria Press. If you go to Ave Maria Press, you can read a sample chapter. You can read the first chapter of that uh, book in which I share from my heart about very real changes, challenges, triumphs, and joys of being a mom of older kids, of a a changing family that's growing up in many ways. So a very personal book, um, that one is. So Giving Thanks and Letting Go from Ave Maria Press. If you go to AveMariaPress.com, you can use the coupon code BEAN20 and you will get 20% off your order in that way. So there's a nice little perk for being a listener of the Girlfriends Podcast. And then finally, my book with Ascension, You Are Enough, What Women of the Bible Teach You About Your Mission and Worth is available at ascensionpress.com. And if you order from Ascension, you can use the code GIRLFRIENDS. That's just the word GIRLFRIENDS and you will receive 10% off of your order. I don't want you to miss out on these special discounts, special offers that are exclusive, you know, perks and benefits of being a listener of the Girlfriends podcast. Well, one of the biggest perks that you get of listening to the Girlfriends podcast is that you get prayed for. I pray for you every week before I record the podcast and I pray for you throughout my week. I pray for the people who listen to Girlfriends who are a part of this community that we have built here together. I want to thank you for being a part of today's show. I want to thank you for all the ways you encourage and support what I do here at Girlfriends. Your presence here truly is an encouragement to me. I feel so encouraged and affirmed just knowing that you are listening to what I share here at Girlfriends. Just by putting in those earbuds and hitting play, you are supporting and encouraging and participating in the Girlfriends community. So I want you to know I am grateful for that. And during the coming week, I'm going to be praying for you. Thank you so much for being here today. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation.